are they only bad if you act on them? Like, if you imagine, like, killing someone, like, if your intrusive thought is, like, oh, I'm going to go kill someone, is it bad only if you kill someone? Or is it also bad that you have that thought? Welcome to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. We're here with an episode about intrusive thoughts. Are we the only ones who have these thoughts? Do you want to join us? But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So for the first time ever in my life, I have taken a day off of work. It is... Ever? Ever. Wow. Like, I used to go into the office sick because, like... I know this isn't, like, great, but I had no sick days. I had no vacation days. And I'm sure, like, my manager, like, I've had really cool managers, like, my entire career. Like, I'm sure they would have been cool with it. But I just, like, had this whole, like, mentality of, like, no, I need to go in. I don't want to face, like, the awkwardness of having to message my manager in the morning being, like, I can't come into work. So somehow that awkwardness and anxiety has, like overrode how sick i was so i'd just be in the office usually on a friday just dying oh my god yeah and this is the first time i've ever had vacation days and this is the first time ever i have taken a single day off i am planning to take a, take more vacation um not in the coming months but i was looking up vacations for new york or like hmm. it's in hotels for new york because i woke up one day and i was like i'm really craving a new york bagel so i felt like that was the catalyst when to are you guys thinking of going probably july um 14th ish to july 2020 something ish um just because jordan has a lot of concerts and starting in like may it's like non-stop concerts so it's like very rare to have like a week where there's no concerts so mm. we're very like limited in like when i can book this vacation that's fair well keep us posted i don't know if just tell me what dates you're planning <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll think about it it's either that week or the week before my birthday because I found out that I don't like celebrating my birthday on vacation because mm. it's too stressful. Because um, you always have to think of something to do in this like new city, right? And it's like there's so many options, and I get like decision fatigue where I'm like, there's too much. I like I can't do this. I can't just choose one thing. Um, so Jordan's bright idea was to travel on my birthday. Didn't you do that last year? You were in your birthday. You were in New York on your birthday. Let's forget this. I was in New York on my birthday, but I wasn't traveling to New York or back from New York on my birthday. Oh, so you want to be in transit? No, he wants it. Oh. <laughs> my birthday is the transit day. So 
wow the worst of both yeah wait why would you want this oh i guess less planning for him Mm -hmm. do you want that no okay that's what i would have thought yeah yeah i'm like my whole thing is just like i don't want to like last year when i was in new york for my birthday i was like i don't know what to do like i care about my birthday a lot and i like celebrating my birthday but so many options in like a brand new city i couldn't figure out what to do Mm. Mm -hmm. so that's That's why i don't really want to do that again so i'd rather just be somewhere where we're comfortable where i can just like chill and boss them around the whole day (laughs) yeah i like that um yeah so go take your vacation days people Mm -hmm. it's exciting um hopefully we'll be able to join you because we like traveling with you yeah, I'm like not gonna hold my hopes out for this. Please don't. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a lot of vacation days. Um, I guess. Okay. So, what's your update this week? My update is we booked our vacation for uh, Japan and Korea. Um, we finally booked it for end of September. Go on vacation. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, it's it's finally happened. It took me a while to finally bite the bullet because. One, like manager approvals, and two, like I couldn't figure out like exactly who was coming and um, like the, I don't know, I guess the whole itinerary thing. But I realized that, you know what, I'm just going to book it. Whoever can come, can come. If they can't, no problem. If you want to do something else, no problem. I'm just going to do what I want. And that's the easiest way to plan things. Be a little bit self-centered. Not self-centered, Did you- but, you know, put yourself first. Yeah, like the opposite of the people pleasing aspect mm-hmm. of you. I'm glad. I'm glad you finally did that. I'm glad. Um, I'm hoping your birthday celebrations um, are better inspired. next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a result. Um, yeah. are, like, did you finally get approval from your manager? Yeah, she was like, ooh, it's a little bit close to our conference, but that's okay. We can plan around that. And I was like, okay, well, I wasn't going to be there anyway, so. I. I think just working in tech, the culture is just very different on um, vacation. If like, mm. I feel like if the same situation happened like at a tech company, they'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like they would have just like, they're, you don't ask for permission. You kind of just tell people like, hey, I'm taking these days off mm-hmm. and they don't really get a say in whether you do that or not. Yeah. So. I think so too. Um. But also, I don't know. I, I guess this is like my still my first year, so I don't know like what the vibe was. But uh, yeah, maybe they just think I'm really important to to hold on to. Oh. No one is ever that important. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, like my previous role, you had to like coordinate your schedule or like your vacations with your backup, so that there was always like a skeleton staff, which I yeah. which I feel like sucks, but it's like it's it makes sense i think that's just like a government thing i do know like if you want to be considerate like you don't want to if you see everyone in your team already booking the same week off like want to be a little bit considerate maybe and not book that exact same week off but Mm. also yeah fair but wouldn't say no Mm -hmm. i guess in tech if you did yeah that's fair yeah i am so happy for you i wish I mean, really, if you go the last week of, hmm, 
For what? So I have two schools of thought. I could join you because I don't have anything until mid-October, but I'm hesitant because uh, you have a lot of stuff on our, your like itinerary and it feels like a very stressful vacation. So I am hesitant. Um, it definitely will be um high energy vacation. Like we're definitely going to be on the go a lot. But um I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun if you come. Also no pressure if you don't want to come. But yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Maybe I'll grab information from you afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I looking at the itinerary that you planned, I am cautious but i also don't want to be like the one be like oh i don't really want to do that and then you're like oh if you don't want to do that like we don't have to do that today or something like oh, you know no on vacation i am very selfish i'm like then you don't have to come go for it you do your own thing which i feel like is like more people should take that approach too on vacations like you don't always have to be together i wouldn't recommend that for any other country japan is a different case because it is quite safe um and like you'll have Jordan if anything. So that's why I'm okay with it. If it were just me and you traveling, then I'd be like, then we don't have to do it. <laughs> but because we're in a group, I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the main thing is like, I want to travel with you to Japan where they like, I don't speak the language just because I want you to take the lead and I don't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. And that's. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I feel like we will all be in the same situation together. Misery loves company. Um, so who's your beef or crush of the week? My crush of the week, and I know I'm very behind on this, but I have been loving the book, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yay! Um, I didn't think it was, like, it started off really slow, mm -hmm. and I wasn't even going to really, I kind of forgot about it, actually, because the hold on it was so long on Libby that I was like, when, if I, like, when Maggie was like, oh, like, I like how like i got uh like i borrowed it on your behalf <laughs> yeah exactly and i was like oh okay cool like i was kind of in the middle of books anyways like there wasn't really anything catching my attention like audiobook wise so i was like okay i'll listen to it and like the first part was like really slow but then you like really get into it and it's mm -hmm. just like such a good book like it's it's so complex and like usually i find that i don't love stories where it's not like a heterosexual couple um i think it's just like i feel less like emotional connection i guess like i don't feel like i can understand as much um the relationship dynamic and so then i have anything against on heterosexual relationships but it's just like a, a self-insert kind of thing and i find it mm -hmm. harder for myself to self-insert but this book doesn't necessarily feature all heterosexual relationships and yet it is like one of the most like emotional like things that i have like experienced where i actively look forward to going to the gym i mean i do that anyways but <laughs> just to like listen to the book i and am so happy where are I can you understand. right now i i think i am i mean I am, I have an hour and 40 minutes left of the book. So probably like an hour and 20, 30 minutes left. Okay. Um, 
because there's always like credits or something at the mm-hmm. end and I'm pretty late right so like it's okay if I like actually say where I am yeah it's fine spoiler wise yeah mm-hmm. okay um I'm at the part where she's like Evelyn's in her like 50s she's like going back to Celia or like she's like crafting this plan and she is going to move and then she found that Harry had killed like killed his lover I guess in like a car like he was driving drunk um and she found his car like wrapped around a tree essentially and she like got him to a hospital so that part I was like holy shit I knew something like that was coming just because of his like drinking problems and everything um and I'm assuming Harry dies but I'm not sure yet but it was life is tragic it's there's so many like it's it's such a shitty time like it's just like Mm -hmm. listening to the stories of like everyone who's like closeted and everything and the things that they have to go through is just like Mm -hmm. not like so relatable because i cannot relate but i like so like empathize Mm -hmm. with like the situation and i just love harry like harry is like a favorite character in this book basically he's such like a supporter for evelyn and he's so strategic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, everyone in this book is, like, very strategic. Like, even the beginning when Celia was, like, mm, I don't like, like, I don't, I don't know how you do this. I don't know how you're so strategic. But in the end, it's, like, the tables are turned mm-hmm. where it's, like, Evelyn's, like, I don't care anymore. And Celia's, like, no. Like, this is how we're going to play it. This is how we're going to strategically, like, mm-hmm. s- like, five moves ahead chess, like, and how to, like, make the situation, um out for us for the better but you yeah it's it's just i don't know how to describe it other than it's a really good book it's complex it's good Mm -hmm. i think there were rumors that they're going to make it into a netflix series um and that they i think something i was reading something and and people were kind of like upset about it and they were like I don't want people to like focus too much time on the husbands because they're not the focal point of like the book. Like the focal point is Evelyn and Celia. Um, But but they're worried that it's going to get lost in translation. But what I'm really upset about is that this whole time when I was reading it, I was like picturing Marilyn Monroe. Like, were you doing the same thing? Oh. Oh, okay. I just, like, kept picturing Marilyn Monroe, so I genuinely walked away thinking, like, this is Marilyn Monroe's life, right? And then when Blonde came out, and I was like, Anna de Armas would have been a perfect Evelyn Hugo, because Evelyn Hugo is, like, I think Cuban, um, Mm. like, half Cuban or something like that, and Anna de Armas would have been perfect, but no, she had to actually be, like, a messed up version of Marilyn Monroe and Blonde, so I feel like lost opportunity. I feel there are parts where because like a lot of like you kept on telling me like oh it's like it feels like it's loosely based around like uh Marilyn Monroe's life and like there were parts where I felt like I like imagined her but like because I don't know if you listen to the audiobook the person who voices Evelyn just doesn't give like a Marilyn Monroe like vibe Hmm. so it like feels like it it crafted like a different character in my head like, mm. outside of Marilyn Monroe. So that's why I don't necessarily picture it. Um, I can, like, I see the relation. Mm, that's fair. 
You should listen to the audiobook. I should. Can't wait to go through the motions again. I mean, I hope it doesn't get made into a Netflix. I mean, all her books are getting like made into shows. Of shows, yeah, mm-hmm. or movies. Yeah. So. Reese Witherspoon's producing uh, Daisy Jones and the Six on Prime. Um, and I did not love that book. I thought I read Seven Husbands first, and then I read Daisy Jones, and I was like, ugh, that was such a, like, a disappointment. Like, it's, like, very similar, like, interview style, and then there's, like, this big plot twist in the end that you kind of see coming. Um, but, yeah, it just, like, wasn't as good, and I don't know how the show will be. Yeah, I... I don't find the cast attractive enough and because of that I don't want to read the book and I feel like that okay I'm gonna I'll talk about like the whole like that thought later <laughs> I yeah I totally agree with you because like when you read I think the main character's name is Billy but they cast Sam Claflin as Billy and yes Sam Claflin was like really attractive back in like Hunger Games Catching Fire kind of vibe but in the trailer he does not look the best he looks a little bit old and like this cast is supposed to be like young hot kids like that it's like the age of rock and roll drugs and sex kind of thing like daisy jones was like groomed essentially when she was 16 so yeah they're supposed to be like way hotter um and the i think the person who plays daisy jones is actually elvis's granddaughter so maybe like that's where they were headed um yeah they made him really ugly yeah he's like really like he's like attractive like Mm -hmm. normally but like i don't know something about the hair maybe that yeah the sideburns and just like the whole look it just made him age like 20 years and just not hot see this is what happened with um anthony in bridgerton where he got rid of his sideburns in season two Mm -hmm. and everyone was like (gasps) so hot exactly even, like, the one character in my head, I just kept reading her as an Asian girl for some reason, even though I know realistically, like, that wasn't probably realistic. And then they cast, like, Suki Waterhouse, who is very hot, but still, like, hey, there wasn't an Asian girl like I pictured. I don't know why. All the Karens in my life are Asian, so that's why I pictured it. I see. I see. Um... I did put some other of her books on hold, but I did not put that one on hold because of your um, My anti-recommendation. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I could be wrong. Some people were saying they really liked it over Seven Husbands, so. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll watch the show and then I will consider it. But I have another one of her books I want to read first. Um, it's called True Loves. Because there's a show, there's a movie coming out, and I want to find out how it ends in the book first. Yeah, that author is probably like rolling in the money because I, you're right. That's the third thing that's being in, second thing that's being made into a show or movie. On top of the book sales. So, yeah, good mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's hope she's not transphobic too. Never trust an author. Never idolize a person, which will yeah. make this hard for my crush. Because right now I'm crushing on Pedro Pascal. Who is that? He's in The Last of Us, the main guy. He was also the Mandalorian. Oh. He was in Game of Thrones. He was. Uh, what else was he in? 
he's in the incredibly massive talented Nicolas Cage. A movie? It's a movie on Crave. It's on my okay. to watch list. Apparently it's like a satire of Nicolas Cage. Like very loosely based on his life where like he's very bad with money and then spends it all on dumb stuff and then Pedro Pascal hires him for a gig. Which is true because Nicolas Cage did declare bankruptcy many times. But yeah. Anyways, I've been watching The Last of Us. I have loved it so, so much. Um, It is not as gory as you would think. The first two episodes were definitely very like... I'm not going to say, oops, I'm not going to say zombie because I heard on set they're not allowed to say zombie because they're trying to make it like different than all the other zombie-esque shows. Right. So the infected, I guess. Like, I guess the first episode you see how people become infected and stuff. And it is like a little bit gross because also I don't like mushrooms. So the idea of fungus and stuff, now I'm for sure not eating mushrooms ever. Um, But yeah, so besides from the first two episodes, it becomes so beautiful you're gonna cry on episode three because you're gonna see um shoot ron swanson come in and play this beautiful gay man who gets his heart changed from the man from the white lotus um it's such a beautiful episode and then all the other episodes continue to also be sad and hurt me but you know what uh it's the most sad tragic show and i can't wait to get into more details because i don't want to spoil it and i really want you to watch it i mean i feel like you shouldn't spoil it anyways because it is a podcast and there are probably people who are who still haven't watched it i was behind i'm like a week behind (laughs) yeah but like the whole show isn't out yet so like some people do wait for the show to come out fully before they watch it they probably would have spoiled it for themselves anyways if they were on social media yeah I actually have, like, I only, I know about the, like, Offerman, see, like, the the whole, like, him as a gay character and everything. Like, that's probably the only spoiler I've had. Um, that's all you need to know. Okay, well, uh, Jordan has not made any attempts to try to watch The Last oh of God, Us. Oh my God, he betrayed um, me. I don't know why he like lied straight up being like oh i tried to put it on one time and wanda said no he has never once even clicked on crave so, so i funny. don't really know um i think the only mention of it was me saying oh there's only three episodes out and him being like cool how could you jordan and plus it's like not very time sensitive because it's not out yet fully yeah. and um it's not like i'm losing crave access by the end of this month yeah so it's just a hot topic right now um and pedro pascal was also featured on snl and i feel like every skit was such a banger like they did a mario kart remake of a parody of the last of us they did pedro pascal playing a latin mother um when her son brings home a white woman and then they speak like spanglish where like you can tell it's spanish but then they sprinkle in words like white woman vegan sandwiches architect baroque architecture something like that um and what else did he do oh so on tiktok people have been making like a lot of thirsty like fan edits of him um and they also did like a skit on that too there where he's like a teacher and he's like please stop making like fan edits of me no more cameras in class and then like someone takes over the monitor and they make like a thirst film trap film thing of him as he's talking, he's like, what? How did you do this so quickly? Anyways, it's funnier when you watch it. Um, he's great. 
he seems like such a funny, great guy. Um, his co-star, Bella Ramsey, is... Oh, I think they have, like, the same age gap between Leonardo DiCaprio and, like, his new girlfriend who's 19. So people have been talking about that. Um, and I really like seeing the relationship between Pedro and Bella because... Bella's like, yeah, I'm, like, non-binary, I'm trans, like, I have a lot of conversations with Pedro about this because his sister is trans, um, and they talk about it too, so he's very supportive of me and very, like, make sure that, like, I feel very, like, welcome and included on set. So I really appreciate that. They're great. But I also have a follow-up beef, which is Netflix, because we forgot to talk about it, that we hate Netflix, cancel your accounts by the 21st. I'm so mad that now I'm only getting attached to some Netflix shows right now. Um, I was thinking about renewing Netflix or getting an account for myself, but then I was like, no, I'm going to hit them where it hurts. So PSA to everyone, cancel your Netflix account. Yeah, I canceled my account, even though it's so sad. I've had Netflix since 2014 or 2015. Like I saw it on the top of my account and I was like, holy shit, I've had Netflix for so long. And yet, uh, here we go. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's a little bit interesting that we're going to get to see maybe the downfall of Netflix if they continue this. Like, this is when, like, when OnlyFans was like, we're going away from adult content. <laughs> the only thing they're known for. Yeah, and it was like, they, they reversed their decision in 12 hours. Netflix has yet to reverse their decisions, which makes mm-hmm. me think that they're not going to. And, like, it's going to be pretty hard to get back all the customers they've lost already anyways, so. Yeah, like, there's a lot of streaming services out there. Why do they think they're better? Yeah, I don't. Sometimes it's like, oh, like there's executives and like they get paid the big bucks because like they're visionaries and they're so like intelligent and then so ahead of the market. And then they come out with decisions like this and you're like, hmm, they're just like us. (laughs) They're dum-dums too, except we are people pleasers. They are not. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I understand when it's like, oh, you want to get like ahead of the market and you want to like, but it's like, there's so many streaming services out there. The market is so saturated. Exactly. Anyways, moving on to our topic, intrusive thoughts. Sometimes we have thoughts that we're like, hmm, do other people have these thoughts? Wanda, what's an example you have? So like, I guess earlier when I was talking about like fact that Daisy Jones and the Six, the cast, I don't find particularly attractive. So when there's a cast where I don't find anyone really to be that attractive like they just look relatively average it makes me really not want to watch the movie or like the tv show which like is absolutely horrible because that's why they keep casting looking people um Hollywood and people who are less good looking just don't have a chance but like am I alone in this um if it helps I think it's a big Asian thing like in Korea anyways if you're like a really attractive person they're like well you should be an actor just because you're attractive so I don't think you're wrong I think that's just how you were brainwashed as a child Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it kind of but like you can't help it because it's reinforced also in like western media like you only see like very attractive people in films tv shows whatever it is um it's very rare to see an average joe make it yeah and like even when it's like an average joe like they're still like pretty attractive too yeah yeah the daisy jones thing i wanted to watch but one i didn't love the book two yeah the cast just doesn't look lack like they have they're missing something 
Like, it didn't seem to flow. Like, I'm still, maybe I'll still watch it, but like, yeah, not an attractive cast. But if it helps, this is how I felt about Downton Abbey, where I didn't think a single person was very attractive and it took me so long to get into. And now I'm like, what a great show. I know you like Thomas. Yeah, but also like, I found, uh, what's his name? The driver? I can't oh, remember Brian. his name now. Yeah, I think Brand's cute too. He looks like a Nile Horn. Yeah, he looks like a more attractive Nile Horn. Yeah, I think it's definitely like harder to get in for me personally, and I guess it's like I guess for you as well. But is like is it Asian conditioning? I'm like I'm do like how do I break out of that? How I do I? Now I feel bad blaming on Asian conditioning because you did grow up based on Western media, so I think it's like both. Yeah, I'll get out of this. Help me. Um, <laughs> watch ugly people. Yeah, go watch Daisy and the <laughs> Daisy Jones and the Six. Well, when yeah. you started watching Downton Abbey, were you like, "Well, every cat, every person's so hot," or like, did they grow no. on you? It, like, but like, I never, I heard about Downton before I knew anything about it, so I didn't really know what the cast looked like. And then, like, I think the first episode just kind of hooked me. Mm. Okay, so the point is mystery. Intrigue. Yeah. I so think it's like, you... I can look past it. Yeah, but I also think you have, like, a negative bias about it because of me. From me saying, eh, I didn't like the book. Yeah, I think so, too. So it's like, it, now it's, so it's double hard. Yeah. If they ever came out with, like, uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo book or, like, TV show or movie... Um, and like people weren't attractive in it, which I don't know why they wouldn't be because she's literally described as one of the like most beautiful women ever. Um, and I will still watch it. Exactly. See, so it's not about attractiveness. It's just about all these biases going against it. Yeah. But I also definitely like I know I've said this to you before being like, oh, I don't want to watch this show or this movie because I don't think the people are particularly attractive. Mm. Fair. You have another example of intrusive thoughts? Yeah, I was just telling you about it. Um, it's like when you see a really hot girl and you're like, whoa, am I bisexual or do I just have eyes and common sense? Do you have this thought too? I used to a lot. Um, but I think like my brain has processed it to the point of, no, it's just uh, everyone thinks this. Because... I have like a tack on for that as well where it's like if if i'm staring at a girl at the gym she, like how, like is it do you think it's better or worse if she catches me than if like a man was staring at her at the gym i don't know <laughs> and like how do you like what do you think that would like would take it as like let's say like you were like the gym <laughs> and you saw like another girl just like staring at you what do you like what what's the thoughts that go through your brain i think oh my god she's judging me my form was bad oh no okay shouldn't stare at people anymore i mean i feel like you shouldn't stare in general but it's really hard at the gym like even if someone is squatting i know i'm so sorry i should look away but i'm like holy shit their form is great or like wow they have a really great butt uh, something about 
Toronto gyms where guys just have absolute dump trucks of ass. <laughs> like, it's probably some of the biggest butts I've ever seen in real life. And it's never on women. It's, like, on the men. And I'm like, how? How did you do this? A lot of work. Which I respect, but, like, I, because I guess they wear, like, pants that don't work for them, like, really baggy pants, and then all of a sudden they squat, and I'm like, whoa, you were hiding that? I feel like, like, I feel like there's less care, so, like, a lot of people, like, a lot of guys do wear very tight pants to the gym, so then you really see their ass, and you're Mm -hmm. like, wow. It's, like, is quite impressive. There was one Mm -hmm. time where I messaged Jordan halfway through, and I was like, did you see that guy's ass? And he's like, yeah, it's huge. (laughs) He doesn't stare at women's butts. He stares at men's butts. Mm, that's fair. It's kind of the same. Um, yeah, going back yeah. to your whole point. Yeah. I think I've come to terms with the fact that I don't think I'm bisexual because the thought of vaginas kind of scare me. Um, that's how I've come to that realization. <laughs> <laughs> vaginas scare you. Like, yeah. can you imagine, like looking like straight head on into a vagina hmm. how do you feel about that to be fair i don't really want to look head on at a penis or a vagina like i prefer genitalia not to be like head on head on side profile <laughs> side profile <laughs> only <laughs> So, like, that's, like, a bad part to envision, but it's just, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like, the first time I saw Ruby Rose, I was like, oh, my God, that person is very attractive. Like, if you were to look straight on into her vagina, would you still? I guess not. Hmm. I don't know if it's, like, the societal conditioning of being, like, oh, women are very hard to please, um, but I find, like, a vagina, like, very intimidating. Oh, my God. Another person to disappoint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though I have one, I'm like, oh, every woman is so different. So, like, yeah. just because I like something doesn't mean this person's mm-hmm. going to like something. And it's like, oh, this feels so difficult. Like, there's mm-hmm. so like, so an extra level of pressure there. Yeah. That would be very intimidating. That is why I have come to the terms of I am I don't think I'm bisexual. I think it's just they look good and I want to be them. Hmm. Yeah. Nick phrased it as, do you want to have sex with them? And I was like, mm, I think no for the most part. Yeah. I think it's like also kind of like adding on to that as well, where it's like Sometimes when I, like, hear about, like, a non-heterosexual couple, um, I'm always like, how do you do it? Like, it's just, like, it's the thought that goes through my brain. And I'm like, because this is, like, intrusive thoughts, right? And, like, again, I want to say I am not homophobic in any way. But it's just there's a brief moment, my like, that passes my brain being like, oh, how do you have sex? It's like, I don't think about that with heterosexual couples. Yeah, I guess it's because, like, it's a foreign concept to you. Like, you've never done it before. So you're like, hmm, what is that like? Hmm. But I think about it, like, every single time where I, like, if someone's like, oh, my partner. 
or like he and you know like i just yeah. like every time someone says partner i mean like gay even though i yeah. know that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> it literally it's like it doesn't even matter it's like even when i say my partner i'm like gay <laughs> it's just the thing that like go like that my brain goes to next and it's like but people use it airy like liberally anyway so it's like why does my brain immediately go to this person is not heterosexual yeah i remember i was in a coffee chat with someone and i was trying to start seeing partner and i was like oh yeah my partner does xx and then she was like oh cool and i was like oh the way her tone went up like that does she think i'm gay yeah i guess it's like always like i always think about how i react to it's like if someone tells me like information like do i react in a way that seems normal mm-hmm. they have to know i'm not homophobic yeah it's like <laughs> am, it's totally have i expressed cool, but i'm just yeah, thrown like, off because I... you express your sexuality <laughs> yeah but it's like i shouldn't be thrown off right like it's yeah definitely not yeah I... that definitely is an intrusive thought that we have to try yeah. to work on because I am the same. And it's like shitty because it's like, I don't want to imagine it, but then my brain is like not listening to me. And it's just like, la di la di la. Like, let me like think about this more. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> my shitty intrusive thought is that when they say partner, I always assume their partner is like the same ethnicity as them. Like, I'm, like, shocked. I'm not, like, shocked, but I shouldn't be. But I'm always like, oh, when they're like, oh, my partner is, like, white. Or, like, my partner is Chinese or Indian or whatever it is. And I'm like, ah, I would have not that for a white man named Craig. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever experienced that before. I mean, you yourself are in a mixed-race relationship, so. It's weird. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's weird. I've never, like, that is actually one thought I've never had. I've never about the ethnicity of like someone's partner hmm. it's because i think i do this thing where i try, like, try to categorize people too much where i'm like hmm, you talk about asian things a lot your partner must be asian too and then they're like no my partner is white and i'm like whoa surprised yeah hmm, that's interesting maybe it's like your preconceived notions of people where mm-hmm. it's just like you're formulating i think it's a way of stereotyping i think Oh god, I'm the worst of them. <laughs> How do I stop it? I think it's the same way as stopping the other thing of thinking about someone's partner and then immediately thinking that they're gay. Hmm. So look more at hetero at look more at other types of partners. Look more at mixed couples. Look more at gay couples. I don't know if it's like conditioning that's going to help you. Well, just that's not good. <laughs> like, just I see, see ugly more, people every day. How come I'm still surprised when I see an ugly person on screen? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's conditioning in that way. Like, I don't think you need exposure therapy. I think it's more so of like removing the preconceived notion of 
what you associate with the word partner and also with what you associate someone to be um i don't think it's possible actually i don't think it's possible because we're all predisposed to be judgmental of people like right off the bat like even on like a first impression you see someone and you make like an assumption about them so it's like it's you're doing the same thing essentially but just about their partner yeah as long as i think my second thought i guess is like oh cool and i don't have any other like negative thoughts about it then i think there's no problem yeah, I think it's like as long as you don't follow it up with, oh, I thought your partner was white. I like other thoughts, like kind of like within the same realm is the whole like, if I know someone is trans, I, my brain seems to work over time to like not misgender them or like use their dead name. But like the first thought that I have for some reason is always like their dead name. So then I have to like think about it even harder. But if I don't know if someone who's trans, I'm like, I don't ever like assume someone is. So like I can like easily just use like proper pronouns and everything. Like, the right pronouns. And it's just like, I. It's just like my brain is like because I have like ignor um, ignorance is bliss I guess in that like in that situation. Mm. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm not gonna say tricky with pronouns, but I guess because we grew up always saying he she, like, yeah, and we didn't grow up with like a very diverse crowd. I don't blame that on you. You're still okay. learning. It's. I'm always like really jealous of people who can really just like easily switch between pronouns. I always feel like I have like a very hard time like saying they, for example, because again, not transphobic, but in the MBA, like when I was studying for my MBA, there was like a thing that was like they can never be used in a singular form. So like they is always used in the plural form, like the English language grammar wise type of thing so like i remember reading that and i was like oh this isn't really great for like people who identify like they pronouns like they them pronouns and stuff um but i feel like i always like when i see someone i'm always like this is a she or a he like i never i always have to double check myself to make sure i'm saying they or like them kind of thing like my first thought is always she or he depending on what they look like hmm that's interesting. I think when I don't know their pronoun, I always use they. I wish I did that. I feel like that'd be a lot more politically correct, but. But I also don't. Maybe people don't like it when they're used as they. You never know. But I think as long as someone corrects you and you correct yourself, you're good. Yeah, but I'm always like that moment. If someone ever did that to me, I'm, I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god, I am so <laughs> embarrassed. I'm so sorry." Oh like god. it just, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I just make such a big deal about it, and they're like, "No, chill. Like it's fine. It like it's whatever." Like, and I'm gonna make them more uncomfortable by the fact of how much of a big deal I make it, and it's just gonna be like a. Ugh. I feel that when I mispronounce people's names, and. Someone, like, corrected me after, like, 
six months or something of me knowing them and I said their name wrong and they're like actually it's pronounced this and I'm like oh my god I am so sorry and then I've just felt like so awkward the entire time and I just didn't say their name which I feel like I should have not done that but I just like was dwelling in my own awkwardness and embarrassment so I didn't make any action to change myself I have two comments about this. There was one time where I met someone for the first time and I had a lot of trouble saying their name. So you know that thing when they try to pronounce their name and you pronounce it and they're like, no, it's this. <laughs> and it's like that went on for a whole two minutes. Oh, and I was like, no. oh my God, I'm just going to just like incinerate me right here because I am uh, like, I, this is worse than death. You know what? I've been there too. We went to like a networking session and he had a very complicated name. He said it at least five times and I still could not say it. And then like the person leading the session called on me and they're like, so Maggie, what was your partner's name? And I was like, oh shit. And in front of everyone, I was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot your name again. Ah, <laughs> uh, that just triggered a memory. Um, <laughs> So I was like, at the beginning of my MBA, like this person and I were like, kind of friends like acquaintance like we're close enough and i knew his name and everything but then uh like a year later we did like we weren't really close anymore we didn't really talk at all but he like tra like he was my partner for something and then the like the professor was like oh wanda what was your partner's name and i'm like i could not remember how to say his name like no like i saw it and i was like oh my god i know how to say his name i can't like remember oh, no. and i was like I, I was just like like sitting there and i was like i couldn't remember to say his name and i was like oh like i don't think i remember and then the person like spoke up being like oh like it was me and i was oh. like oh my god i'm so sorry and then i messaged him i was like oh my god i knew i remembered you but i didn't know how to like remember how to say your name properly and i didn't want to mispronounce it and he's like no it's fine it's chill but like the moments like leading up to it i was like oh my god i'm like so embarrassed and i'm like so embarrassed now thinking about it but like you saying that just like triggered this like memory um are you guys still friends no we um... like we like at like it was like that was probably our last interaction oh. like, we... <laughs> but like i don't think that was the reason why i think it was just like we were just like friends of friends in the beginning like you know in the beginning when you're like everyone's like trying to suss everyone out you're trying to like make new connections and friendships mm -hmm. and things like that so like in the beginning i'm always like super social and i try to talk to everybody and i'm like friends with everybody but as it goes on i kind of just like choose like a few people to be close to um so that's kind of just what happened it mm -hmm. wasn't like me not knowing his name led to our the ultimate demise of our friendship <laughs> sad yeah um it was so embarrassing that's okay we've all been there and I feel like it's very important to get people's names right. Um, like, so I never want to make someone feel like their name is, like, not equally as important just because it's, like, maybe slightly harder for me to say. Um, yeah. I agree. I don't want people to shorten their name either in case they yeah. feel like to make it more, like, white or something. I feel like I made that mistake with Prabby because I could not say his name for the longest time when I met him. And I kept asking him like, can you say your name again for me so that I can get it right? And he was like, it's okay, like, it's fine. And then I was like, no, like I wanna get your name right. And then I was like, do you have like a shorter name? Like, can I call you Prabby or something? And he's like, sure, that's fine. I was like, oh man, that's kind of mean. Looking back So now. you, 
you're the one who started that nickname because that's all I ever refer to him as now. I don't want to say it was me, but like maybe. <laughs> because it's like I never call him Prab Jab because it's like, like everyone just calls him Prabby and like. Well, if you do. Yeah, I think like Nikki and Sophia, like the two who came with him, they always called him Prab Jab. And then I was like, well, yeah. can I give you a nickname? I was a dick. Wow. What a villain origin story. I know, but now we've kept this name and he's he prefers to go by Prab anyways. Oh, should I start calling him? Mm. I'm going to go ask him what he prefers. He's going to say he doesn't care. Yes, I know that. I... Okay. I'm too stuck in my ways. I still call him Prabby. I think it's like a more, like when you add an E to the end of like anyone's name, it's like more affectionate. It's like a nickname. Maggie. Ah, cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. That is deep, but I didn't know that. I just, I just, everyone else is like referred to him as such. So I guess I kind of just like followed the pack and it's just one of those things that sticks, right? Like when everyone mm -hmm. else calls it like someone something, you also just kind of call them that thing. So, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Bad. Well, I mean, I hope he takes it as like an affectionate thing where he's like, oh, like, she has like a nickname for me we're friends i think so i hope so yeah if not prabby please correct me i know you sometimes watch these yeah it's funny because it's fine he gets you back all the time you guys fight a lot anyways so it's fine yeah we're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like it's like the both of you being a dick to each other has kind of evened out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, do you have any other intrusive thoughts that you wanted to share? Um, hmm. I definitely have intrusive thoughts every time I interact with someone I don't really know. Where I'm like, oh, God. Am I actually, like, I sweat, like, way more than normal when I'm interacting with new people because I'm like... Oh, no, you're going to think I'm weird. I'm trying to see myself through your eyes, and I think I'm a weirdo right now. Um, I feel like there's definitely more intrusive thoughts I have, though. Hmm. Hmm. Whenever you're holding, like, a knife or something, like, do you ever oh, yeah. think, like, about, like, whoa, what happens if I just stab myself right now? Yeah. Apparently that's, like, this. this I know is a thing that everyone has. Apparently it's actually, like good that you have this um and you also don't stab yourself afterwards uh it's just your brain letting you know that it's danger yeah like that that, that something is dangerous mm. i feel that way even when i'm like on a balcony or somewhere high up i'm like whoa what happens if i just fall and it just like creeps me out yeah it's it's your brain letting you know that like it's registering the danger i guess and um you kind of like knowing this is really good which is like what the fuck, like, what the fuck yeah. I guess that's I this all the time it's i hate it i hate it so much i remember having it as a kid and i'm like am i suicidal mm. mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. a wild time <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Um, do you also ever think about like what would happen if you died? Like how people would react? I think about it once in a while. Not like often, I, but like sometimes it creeps into my head and then I get really sad. Um, I thought about it a lot when I was a kid, like when I was a teenager. Um, like a little bit less so now. The thought that tends to creep more into my head is like my like close family or like friends or something dying um and like how i'd process that like that's kind of what i think of instead rather than me myself dying because like i think i care less about me dying and i care more about the one that i really like love and cherish dies because mm. if i'm dead i can't process any emotions anyways and i won't be sad but if someone I love dies then I like I'm stuck processing all these like sad emotions yeah I almost want me to die first yeah, me too so, but I don't have to go through all that no. but like it's very sad every single time like those thoughts of like someone that I love dying enters my head I'm like I get like I like my like I get teary-eyed a mm. little bit when I think about it and I was like ah stop this and it's usually like right before I go to sleep too so I'm like hmm I have nothing else to do and think about right now except this and it's horrible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think about that. Um, you're right. Sometimes before I go to bed, the one that gets me is my mom dying. Oh. Can't even think about it. I did yeah. have, when Nick was gone, I did have a dream that he cheated on me or that I cheated on him. Wild. And then I told him and he was like, why are you calling it a dream? Why is it in a nightmare? And I was like, oh, he got me there. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I think about like Jordan dying and all the steps that I have to take to like call his mom and like clean up the like apartment and everything. And like, what am I going to do with all his stuff? And it, oh, it's the hassle alone to clean up all the stuff. Yeah, me, the ever planner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I will be there to help you if that ever happens. Knock on wood. But, oh, all Thank the work. You. No, I will also help you too. Thanks. And Jackie? I'm allergic to Jackie. Then how can you help me? <laughs> I will, we will put Jackie out on the balcony. <laughs> I mean, like, realistically, you're probably going to drop Jackie off at uh, his mom's, no? Are you going to keep Jackie? I feel like I'd keep him. What'd your mom feel about that? I feel like it'd be okay. Oh, if I moved back home and took Jackie. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be tough because the cat hates Jackie. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we ever get there. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's dig deep into this. <laughs> yeah. So. It's kind of like, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I ever have like other intrusive thoughts I think sometimes it's just like I want to stick my finger in places do you like if something looks like really enticing are you not just like you would just want to touch it? it yeah um, <laughs> I want to say no mm, it depends it's like when you're a kid right and it's just like you see something and you're like oh what if I just touch that mm -hmm. yeah now I think as an adult, I have more willpower. Do you though? <laughs> mm, no, I don't. Every time I see a pimple, I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta pick at it. It's like Jordan to a T. 
that he's like every time he sees a pimple he's like i'm gonna pop it i'm gonna pop it do you want to pop my pimple for me and i'm like no <laughs> don't pop your pimple it's bad for you and he's like i'm gonna pop it <laughs> oh i think he still has the will power of a child mm-hmm. me too me too final thoughts not at this time okay well no intrusive thoughts <laughs> at this time <laughs> Alrighty. I hope us sharing our intrusive why is that word so hard to say? I know, say? right? <laughs> I hope us sharing our intrusive thoughts makes you feel better about having your intrusive thoughts. If yours are really dangerous, then um, don't share them with us. Keep it to yourself. Share them with like a professional. I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like as. Mm, are they only bad if you act on them? Like, if you imagine, like, killing someone, like, if your intrusive of thought is, like, oh, I'm gonna go kill someone, is it bad only if you kill someone, or is it also bad that you have that thought? I guess, depends how in-depth your thought is. Like, how you're gonna kill them. What you're gonna do with it. Do you enjoy that thought? That depends. That's all. Questions to bring up to your therapist, not us. We will just be scared. I'm sorry. Yeah, because mm, there's a there's an interesting conversation there that I'm not going to bring up at the end of the podcast, but it's the whole, like, are you a pedophile if you have sexual thoughts towards children? Or is it, are you only a pedophile if you act on those thoughts? But we'll leave that little brain teaser for you. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for watching another episode. Go like us and follow us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And go like us and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And join us again next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.